right, so just got to make sure that I have all my buttons. Everything's loaded. Okay, here we go. Hello and welcome to Morning Fuel. I am your host, John Bundy, and you are here because you believe in the power of the spoken word and its ability to change lives. And that by sharing our stories, we can help others overcome challenges that they cannot overcome on their own. Whether it's a victory you need to win in business or in your own personal life, you understand that the answers can be found in listening to others who are willing to share their stories, knowing that their story ultimately doesn't belong to them. All right, today's guest, with a desire to share her God-given gifts and talents with the community, she started a nonprofit organization with desires to strengthen the community by providing services that will empower youth and families to excel in life. Her favorite thing about all that she does is being able to see the impact her services have made on someone's life. Her advice to others aspiring to succeed as a business owner is, don't give up on your dream, even if others can't see the vision God gave you. Please help me in welcoming to the Morning Fuel Podcast family, Executive Director and Founder of the Community Outreach Coalition and owner of KSR Business Support LLC, Kendra Robinson. Very Hi. cool to see you. How are you? <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing super fantastic. I mean, it was a it was kind of a, a, a rough Tuesday, but got it done, crushed it uh, on the other side of it and ready to have some fun. <laughs> so I love meeting people. I love hearing people's stories. Um, and um, I, I say this over and over again, but I love like superhero stories. And my favorite episode always is the origin story. The start, the beginning. How did Spider Man become Spider Man? How did mm -hmm. you know? How did Batman become Batman? That sort of thing. So, how did Kendra Robinson become executive director? How did you become <laughs> a business owner? Tell me about like the start to this whole adventure. Well, so I was a very active child. My mom kept me busy in so many activities from Keep going you out to of school. Trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, from going to school, I would go to basketball practice and then I would be bowling league and okay. singing and dancing. So I had so many extracurricular activities. And then as I got older and went to college, I realized that the people in the community that I lived in didn't have those activities. They would literally go from school and then find something to get into after school, which would probably lead to trouble or they didn't have the academic support that I had. So I wanted to give back to the community. So through college, um, I pretty much tutored and I used the gifts and talents that I learned growing up and I gave it back to the community. So I started the Community Outreach Coalition and we literally started with tutoring and teaching young kids how to dance and do culinary arts and basketball leagues and different things like that. I literally took all the things that I learned growing up and tried to instill it in other people. Wow. So you, you got to, to take the things that you loved mm -hmm. growing up and share those same things with kids that are growing up today. Yes. That, that don't have the opportunities perhaps that you had now. Now, are you um, living and working now in the same community that you grew up in? I was this year. I actually moved Close by, not in that same community, but close by. But yes, I have been living in Portsmouth all my life. Um, I went to school at Norfolk State University, so I literally would leave class and go back home to tutor some kids at my church in Portsmouth. Okay. All right. Wow. So um, uh, Portsmouth, what, what part of Portsmouth? 
Hmm. I grew up in Churchland area of Portsmouth. Okay. Um, but my church is actually in like the Douglas Park Truxton area. So I ended up serving a lot of students in that area. Okay. Now I'm not very familiar with Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. I did work at a restaurant for a time that was in Pono. And I okay. knew it as Pono. I don't, it was, it's called stove. Anyway, it was a, mm-hmm. a little restaurant there, but, mm-hmm. um, very cool. So, um, Oh, in Port Norfolk. Yeah. Port. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm like, yes, I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Stove. <laughs> yes, yeah. So uh-huh. I worked there for a little while. I was, I was sous chefing it there, but awesome. anyways, it was a lot of fun. It was a little adventure for about maybe three or four months, but mm-hmm. okay. So that's, that's about all the, the taste of Portsmouth. <laughs> I, I know Portsmouth is big. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's a lot of underserved areas, a lot of areas that need extra love. Um, even when I did my basketball league at a church called Mount Sinai in downtown Portsmouth, it was right outside of the south side Prentice Park area so we had a lot of kids that would walk there on Sundays and we had people who were actually like local ministers who were the referees and we were able to minister to them and that's how I really found out that there was an academic need because they would talk about how like man I couldn't make the basketball team because of my grades and different things like that so that's how the tutoring would come to play and later I would start a um, preschool because I realized that it started with the fundamentals like they didn't have the fundamentals in school to understand you know hey this is math they didn't understand like how to write in cursive there in high school so they will never be able to write their signature because they don't know cursive so I wanted to instill those fundamental things in students um, so that we won't have that gap in the future. Very cool. Very cool. Can you tell me a um, maybe a recent or one of the the standout like success stories you've had like with one of your little brothers or sisters that that kind of was a big transformation? Do you have? I mean, you don't have to use a name. You can use mm-hmm. a first name or whatever. But tell us a story of somebody who's had success through your program. Um, so there were a few kids. Um, one that I would say stuck out would be some of the students that we didn't even know were homeless. So they would come to the program, they would be in school every day, and they would come to our after school program to get help with their homework. And we didn't realize until later on that they were getting help with their homework because no one was home. And they they got help with their homework. And then later on, we found out, hey, they're living in hotels. So that's why, you know, they may not look or dress the same way as the other kids in school. But after, you know, mentoring and ministering to them and being that role model for them, they were able to bring their grades up. They later on graduated and they actually didn't go to college, but they went to a trade school so they could be able to get a a career. So we often say, hey, even if you don't go to college, but if you learn some type of skill, that'll still be able to get you where you need to be in the future. Yeah. Trade schools are very underrated. Yes. I mean, I worked with some of the highest paid individuals that were welders Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was working in the machine shop, but the welders were making, you know, six figures, Wow. you know, so that's definitely something, you know, and there's a lot of those jobs available. Um, uh, you know, one of those guys that I looked up to is is um, Mike Rowe, mm-hmm. Dirty Jobs. You ever see Mike Rowe, Dirty, Dirty Jobs? He would <laughs> no. he would he would go to one of those jobs that nobody wanted, mm-hmm. but and he would do it, and it it kind of glorified that job a little bit, and then it would kind of give a boost to that industry, right? So right. you know, kind of a cool thing that he does. Um, I would check him out though, Mike Rowe. You'd like him, okay? You'd like him. He's cool. pretty cool. Good, good guy. Um, so. You you uh, run this not not for profit, mm-hmm. 
But you also have uh, another business where you're doing business services. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Is it KSR? Yes, KSR okay. Business Support. So I feel like everything I do is a service. <laughs> that, uh, when I right. sit back and I think about it, I'm like, everything that I do is really a service. So a lot of people saw that I was managing a business. I went to school for business. And they're like, wow, I always had these ideas to start a business or a nonprofit. Can you help me? So that's how KSR Business Support started pretty much to help the different people who are like, hey, I have this dream, but I don't know where to start. Hmm. So I was able to put some strategy behind what their dreams are, motivate them to get it started and just help them along the way. So right now you've got to You've got to raise money for your your not for profit. You've got to You've yeah. got to have people supporting you. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you do that? Has that been kind of a rocky road? Is that something that you just you're just good at or what? <laughs> It grew to that point. Okay. Um, so it's funny because when I first started, <laughs> my mom was my biggest supporter. <laughs> sure. So, and I didn't even look at it that way. I just told her what my, my dreams were. And if she was able to help, she would. Like she, when we had our basketball league, we had kids coming from Norfolk State. She would literally drive from Portsmouth, take the van, fill up with all these college students right. to bring them back to Portsmouth to play basketball. Yeah. She really invested a lot into the nonprofit. And as people started, to hear the story and the different impacts that we had in the community, people started to donate. And right. it would be people who I didn't even know. Yeah. You know, things like this, they would hear on TV or read a newspaper article and they would just send checks or they mm-hmm. would just say, hey, I want to be a volunteer or a board member. And then over time, I just learned how to write grants. So um, I would just write foundation grants and um, different cool. state grants. And this year we received our first federal grant. So we're excited about cool. that. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just you know, the funds to do what you love to do mm-hmm. and you're helping people. So, right. I mean, I think about uh, a verse of scripture that says, and this is me paraphrasing it, but, but those who are skilled at what they do are going to do their work before Kings. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have the opportunity because you love what you do. That's, that's like fuel behind doing it more and more and better and better. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden that money's just going to come in. Like you said, from people you don't even know. Right. That's fantastic. Thank it's good you. to hear it. It's a, it's a good reminder. You get out there, you do good. Um, you love what you do. You kind of forget about everything else. And then God provides for you everything that you need. Right. It's amazing. Right. And a lot of people will ask like, how did you know how to do all this stuff? You were only 17, 18 years old. And I'm like, I didn't, <laughs> I, I just had a vision and God yeah. provided everything that I needed. Nice. So. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, um, when I in the in the the survey that I sent you, the answer the questions, questionnaires, and stuff like that, I can tell that you're really really busy. Do you know why? <laughs> why your answers were really short. <laughs> so I kind of I visited the website. I got a few things for the intro, but uh, but one of the things that intrigued me um, uh, is one of your favorite books mm-hmm. or book that you mentioned is that f- uh, that four day work week. Yeah. Uh, how how has that impacted your life? Do you do you practice any of the principles from that book? Or? Yes. So because I'm so busy, I'm like, how do these people who have all these different things going on, how do they make it work? And one of the things that he talks about is there is um, how to have like an automated system. So many things that we take time out of the day to do that we don't have to do. We don't have to scroll through Facebook. We don't have to take everybody's call and talk for hours. Um, We don't have to be elaborate on all these long emails and say, hey, I have to stop the world because I have so many emails and all these different things. So he gives you some ideas on how to outsource some of the things. Um, 
And even it was so funny because one of the practices he talks about, like uh, his staff and his family, he'll remember their birthday. He can't think about when their birthday is, but he outsourced someone to buy them a gift. Oh, wow. There are services <laughs> and like to remember, that. I heard of one. <laughs> to remember yeah. when their birthday is. And I'm like, I need to do that because I forget a lot because I'm so busy. Like, yeah. What's going on? And yeah, whose birthday is it? <laughs> when do if I have it time? If it for Facebook, I wouldn't remember no one's exactly. birthday. Exactly. And then like you remember, and then you're like, oh, Lord, what am I going to get them? Yeah. So um, different things like that. And okay. different things, principles to put in place as far as um, like when you what phone calls to take, you know, you know how to manage your time as far as like if someone calls, you don't have to be on the phone for hours. You can, right. you know, sh- cut it short, get straight to the point. He gave some tactics on how to get straight to the point so you can see what it is okay. they want. <laughs> and then you have that time for something else. So pretty much he automated his life so much that he really don't have doesn't have to do much work until about four hours or five hours a week because right. everything's either outsourced or automated. Okay. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add that one to the book list. Yes. Okay. It's a good one. I know it, Tim Ferriss. Right. Yes. So I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've had, I think I actually have it on my book list, but mm-hmm. this is going to move it up. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, wow. Really great to get to know you. And, and, um, before, before I ask my last question, mm-hmm. um, uh, how can people reach out to you? How, how do you, how do people interact with you? I mean, they're not going to call you cause it's going to be a short phone call. Mostly. Right. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> they can follow me on Instagram. Um, at, at the healthy boss. Okay. And then, um, on Facebook, it's the healthy boss or the community outreach coalition. So they okay. can follow on any one of those pages. They can go to my website at www.cocoutreach.org to okay. see my nonprofit work and ksrenterprise.com to see my consulting services. Fantastic. And we'll, we'll go ahead and put some of that stuff in the, in the show notes so folks can reach out to you. And mm-hmm. I know also, you know, with KSR, some folks very, very much need some, some solutions and some services for the business. So awesome. I really appreciate you sharing that too. So my last question for you is, um, Kendra Robinson, you're, you're running this not-for-profit. You're helping out um, people in the community, um, making your community better. And you're also taking everything that you're learning and sharing with, with others, with your other business. What do you, as a business owner, need most right now? Hmm, that is a good question. <laughs> um, I would say the support of other business owners. Like You learn from each other. So growing your network and other people who have been through different things or they learn new tactics or whatever, continue to learn from other people would be the best thing because it'll continue to learn and grow your business. So I'll be able to support those other people who I'm teaching and also learn from them. So broadening my network, that's what I would say. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, awesome. Um, well, I'm amazed. I mean, 17 years old, you started this, and and how many years has it been? How how oh gosh, how, how long have you been doing this? <laughs> That's funny. Not trying to find out what your age is or anything like that, but I'm you know. So it's 15 years, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well. Kendra, really, really great to meet you, and I look forward to seeing what God does with this podcast. Um, and again, you know, like you, we're, we're offering a service to to assist others, and uh, we hope it um, we hope it brings you perhaps, you know, uh, what you need, and that is that that network uh, uh, expanding your network. Awesome. Really appreciate what you do. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. All right. <laughs>